five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier source for everything you need to know about the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, that sweet voice you get to hear each and every week, coming straight through into your brain, joined virtually by Omni at Omnistripe. Omni, how you doing? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Sun's out, it's pretty fun in Vancouver now, getting a bit warmer. That it is. It's uh, you know a transition between spring to summer. We're hopefully going to get some good weather coming up. Uh, I also have some news. Uh, Sam is back. We found him. I think throwing his picture onto Mal Carton's helped. All those leads that you emailed in to feedback at readysetpone.com helped us out. But we found Sam. And if you're looking for Sam, he's an, at another Sam Chan on Twitter. Sam, where have you been? I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> I understood that reference. I'm actually curious how many of our listeners do get that reference. <laughs> uh, it's a mix. We we keep mixing it up. We do we do all sorts of sports: esports, i sports, a sports. You know, sports, sports, just yeah. sports, just sports. We were busy sportsing last week and giving it 105 percent of the sportsing effort. I'm already sweating. Yep, this is our workout for the night, boys. Or I guess <laughs> evening or afternoon or morning, whenever you're listening. This is true. Uh, and uh, Sam, thank you for tuning in to the uh, last minute RSP archive stream last week. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was your number one offender and your number one fan too. Yeah, you know, so I, I actually I kept getting changed, banned. <laughs> I changed the bot settings on Twitch to to maybe no longer punish you. I even modded you. Like I, I have no idea what the settings are that cause so much problem. Eh. I didn't was, go that far. <laughs> it was super strange because you had you had some sort of kit or bot or, or something on, and every now and then they'd give like an advertisement mm-hmm. um, for I guess their services, which which is fine, right? And so what I did was I copy pasted that exact messaging and I repasted it, and I got banned for that. <laughs> uh, gosh darn Streamlabs OBS. What are their bot? I can't remember what their bots called. Is Nightbot. No, it's not Nightbot. It's actually bots. from Slobs now. Yeah. Oh, I think it's yeah, like yeah. Ankbot or what used to be Ankbot or something. Yeah. Anywho. Oh. Anyways, we got through uh, Expert. We yeah. did. We did not get through Legendary. No. Um, apparently, the Reinhardt that we had in uh, Any Heroes was a little aggressive for uh, the liking of our, uh, of our team. <laughs> Who would that have been? I don't know. Anywho, um, if you did tune in to our uh, stream, either by watching myself on Twitch or Omni on Twitch, uh, let us know how you you know what you thought. If you didn't want to see more of that, also let us know. Uh, it's definitely something I think I, I enjoyed Omni. I think you enjoyed as well. I don't know about Sam being in you know chat getting banned all the time. I was okay. I kind of expected more. Yeah, it just wasn't more. Wasn't friendly fire level. wasn't on, so it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> God, a friendly fire was on. Sounds sounds like it was on in chat though. <laughs> it, it was, it was. But uh, I had to provide something. <laughs> if this is content you want to see from us, let us know. I mean, I think we can swing together some other uh, streams. Maybe get some of our our listeners, such as you, involved. Uh, it'd be kind of cool to you know have some uh, game nights going uh, going on. But uh, as to this episode. You can tune in to hear us talk about Twitch and our stream. No, you can tune in to hear about the Vancouver Titans continuing their undefeated streak, their record-setting undefeated streak, by beating both the Fuel and the Uprising over the course of the weekend. We're going to talk a little bit about the week that was, the upcoming Dallas homestand. Uh, I don't know. We'll mix other stuff in there. But uh, you know what? Let's uh, jump straight to the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. So going in to the match against the Dallas Fuel, I think there were some that thought the Fuel might be that team that could give the Titans a solid run. Now, people I don't think said the Fuel would beat the Titans, but they might be that team that at least makes it a little bit hard for Vancouver. So Vancouver, sweating that one out, one 4 nil, And arguably, it wasn't that close. Now, I did not know that, 
because the estimated start time of 9.15 p.m. unfortunately did me dirty because I got in just to see Bumper flexing on Hannah Murrah as the Titans went up, you know, two maps to nil because it started just after 8.30. Now, before we actually talk about the match itself, this is the first time that we've seen at least this season that the Overwatch League has actually been so far ahead of schedule that they're starting matches early. Is this problematic, especially when you have a casual fan who does not consider each match independent from the other, whereas like in a, in a regular sort of live sport, baseball, football, what have you, the time is always an estimate. You don't tune in it to halftime because it starts at five o'clock. You tune in at halftime because it starts. So thoughts, guys? I think I think there's a couple of thoughts swarming through my head. I think that's something that this will change when we do do home and aways, um, because because I think games um, should be uh, according to their you know whatever whatever country or time zone they're in. I think that's the first thing. And secondly, I think it's it, it speaks a little bit more to to scheduling, which you you can't really predict when they're just teams on a piece of paper. But this has been one of the most lopsided stages I can remember. Um, even Toronto isn't playing game fives anymore, or at least not all the time. So uh, that's also part of it. They, they, they tried to be reactive and, and after Toronto made the, the average game time an extra like 20 minutes longer than it was, they changed all the starting times and now it's kind of come back to kick them in the butt. Um, I don't really have a solution for them, but it is something that should definitely go away by season three. Interesting. Um, you know, I, I am actually curious if there's even a solution to be had, because to your point, this stage has been so lopsided matches are going so much quicker. Like, is there a happy medium or is it just something that, you know, us as Overwatch League fans have to accept that, you know, that estimated start is truly an estimated start. I don't think I'd have been too concerned if it had like started at nine o'clock. It's just that that started about eight 30 our time. And that 45 minute shift is huge. All things considered. Thankfully the VOD was there and I was able to uh, catch up and uh, watch the Titans face the fuel on uh, Lee Jang tower. And then I actually got to see all of Hanamura having come in late, but uh, just to, to look at Lee Jang tower, I mean, the, the actual matchup early on uh, started off equally and it was a heck of a fight, but, once OG got uh, his uh, uh, Winston alt, uh, you know, that's when you saw the fuel exert some authority. What's interesting is you had Bumper on Monkey immediately switch over to Ryan on Spawn. And from there, eh, the Titans did Titan things. Um, what I found most interesting of that is how coordinated Vancouver was in that earlier attack. Like at one point, was it this? They solo grabbed OGE and then Bumper just, you know, walked by, did a shatter, got a team wipe out of it. Like it's, it's stuff like that. You don't see too often from many other teams. Yeah. I don't know what Dallas were thinking. It feels like a broken record. Now we talked about this uh, when we, uh, in, in the last, uh, last week's pod, when uh, Houston was trying to play, uh, goats against us but Dallas came in probably pretty confident in their goats uh, 2-0 in this stage performing better with note um, they were getting ready for their homestead week I guess Haxel obviously is a bad brig according to Dallas <laughs> we were willing not to play goats Salmonsu came out of uh, off spawn with soldier 76 but the first map wasn't bad for Dallas second one it wasn't good either um, we just went 99-0 like you said everything felt pretty relaxed and coordinated and just a short retake, but it was a one Oh to the Titans. Yeah. Of all the teams to say that we have a bad brig Dallas, <laughs> that, that that's the sword you're going to fall on. Really? Yeah. All right. I'll go easy. <laughs> well, in, in fairness, wasn't it that Jane had said that it wasn't that it was a, a bad brig, just not as good as you know he felt could be who's better well i'm not i'm not suggesting that there's someone that's better oh yeah like it's just that i think when in that video jane was Mm -hmm. simply 
trying to suggest that Hacksaw is hyped up more than he should be. But I think that's, that's indicative of a lot of what we're seeing about the Titans. There's people that say, oh, Bumper's nothing without the team around yeah. him. Yeah, and that, in my mind, is indicative of a really good team. You don't want a team to be an individual part. You want it to be a cohesion of a number of pieces together. I'm convinced. We're, we're just overhyped. We're not a good team. That's true. The record, the record is a complete facade. It's a mirage. Yep. Easy schedule, yep. though. <laughs> well, allegedly, look at, yeah. the, look at look at the scores. Right, four zero, four zero, three one, four zero. It's it's just bias. Yeah. That's okay. Fine. You know what? You're right. Titans are no good. I mean, that stage one victory, the fix was in. The, the head <laughs> office they wanted Vancouver to get something. The meta was tilted straight from Blizzard. So that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's true. Hanamura time. Hanamura time. I, I know you've been waiting for Hanamura. Now, Omni, oh. you got to watch Hanamura. Real right. close fight, wasn't it? Oh, very close. Well, starting out, at least in the first seconds, it seemed like a close game. But then uh, Twilight gets that crucial pick on that other Brig, who's probably much better, Zach, Zachary. And even though AKM got got bumper right after that, five on five against the Titans is not not very good odds, apparently. So we just proceed to melt through OG and note, and we t- took one super fast. It was insanely fast. On two, we just snowballed them. It was one of the fastest times. I believe it was like fifth or sixth. They they had a last attempt, a very valiant attempt, but that's season two valiant, not season one valiant attempt. So they tried to stall with ball and and grab, but it wasn't enough. Um, then we just went monkey and Anna. Just I, I guess not to fall asleep. Titans were so bored. They said, "No, let's try something else." So we mm-hmm. went mon- monkey and Anna uh, on 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 defense. So some heroics from Anko. Dallas kept one very very fast too. So maybe there's a game there. Um, Haxal also got picked after a lengthy fight, but then he s- does that thing where he switches to Doomfist. Who cares about <laughs> alt economy, right? I-, I think he did it again just to not fall asleep. And through some chaos, we held, and Haxal uh, got back on Brig. Like, who cares about alts, right? At that point, actually, I, I took a note here. Semler's brain kind of melted or he crashed for a second. He started mumbling. And then the other guy, I think it was Hex, is like, what's going on? And Semler is like mumbling. He's like, oh. And he starts blaming the AC and, and the, the arena being too hot. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was pretty weird. Uh, yeah, so Dallas gets uh, two of our healers on another attack. And five on four, it, it seems like a better odds this time. Decent odds for Dallas. But... What, what do you know? Haxel does that Doomfist thing again. He cleans up, gets a 3K, does a, a fancy 360 uh, uppercut after, and he's assisted, obviously, by a Salmon Uh Many futile attempts. Um, they, they, Vancouver starts BMing. Twilight is switching to Bastion for some reason. Haxel <laughs> is saying hello. Bumper is emoting. The regular Vancouver stuff. You know, the, the Bumper emote, we were talking about it before we smashed that record button. But at the end of the Hanamura fight, Bumpers decided that, oh, the fight is over. It's time to emote. And uh, (laughs) I I can't remember who it was that came in. Somehow, like, uh, booped him a bit. Knocks him out of his emote. Bumper doesn't engage in the fight. No, he goes back to the center of the mat and starts emoting again. Because damn well, Bumper wants to finish the emote before charging out. Um, I also mentioned that. Uh, Hacksaw at one point got solo grabbed and instead of re- retreating to, you know, re regroup with the rest of his team, it's like he's damn well pissed off that someone would uh, try to solo grab him and he goes chasing down, uh, yeah. you know, fuel players out, you know, bumper style. Like it was unbelievable how much flex we saw from the Titans. And what's really interesting about it is that map could very well have gone to the fuel. They snowballed effectively having got that quick cap on, on the first point, but the Titans, they had, they live for chaos. Mm-hmm. And if it's chaos of their control, I don't see another team that can do better than them. I mean, you, you already referred to the fact that we had Hacksaw come out on Doomfist, not once, but twice when the need required. Yeah. All economy be damned. I'm going to come out, you know, beat the hell out of some players and then, okay, guys, I'll go back to break jail. <clears throat> yeah. Bumper. On, on that note, I think there was a sign in the arena that was pretty great. A bumper does what Bumper wants. They had it uh, showing between games in one of the tweets. 
I think they all did whatever they wanted, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah. No lie. Well, Titans up 2-0, then we go to Blizzard World. And Blizzard World was an equally even map, although, you know, I think the Titans should have won this without having to go uh, into yeah. uh, overtime. It, the Titans themselves, um, they had a very effective attack. I mean, at no point did we really seem to be worried. Someone Sue went like ham and eventually yeah, that- had to get solo grabbed himself just to try to slow him down. It was hilarious how Titans, it felt like they were begging Dallas to please switch off of goats, but to no avail. Uh, I think it was actually Slime or Twilight who um, went to the sky as as, um, as a widow to, you know, to s- s- scout. Yeah, it was sl- and- Slime was the mercy. They had a, they actually had a mercy window widow combo to scout early on. And again, and again Dallas is on goats. Yeah, I the the thing that bothered me, and I use that term loosely, was that on defense the Titans. I don't know if they tilted in so much as they just got a little sloppy, and that sloppiness is what caused them uh, caused them to ultimately have to go in and and uh, into the time bank, and, right? Like against Dallas getting sloppy, nah, not the end of the world. But as we go into the stage playoffs, when they're likely going to see either one of the shocker and YXL or even, you know, glad who's on doing quite well, <laughs> sloppy is going to hurt. So if that's just them saying, Oh guys, we're, you know, we're actually, you know, maybe somewhat mortal, get our act together. So be it. It's just that that's the only concern I had out of that. Yeah. That man, it felt like they were bored and, to give props to Dallas, they actually switched here a bit. They went somber goats, so that was the first like adjustment, maybe micro adjustment, but something cool. worked for them a bit more. Yeah. To to quote Fiandor, but Sombra into the Titans isn't the amazing strategy. It was all the way in the first weeks of the season. First Haxel zoned him out, then Somensu lasered him down right as the final fight was just beginning. By the time that EMP did come through, it was just AKM and Closer against a full, nearly full Titans team, which was never going to work. And there's my homework for the week, boys. You going to check out now? See you next week? Yeah, we'll see. I am just a bot. That's true. <laughs> Matt Ford, Junkertown. Titans have this one in the bag. This is when the Titans start to Rialto a little bit. But guess who finds his way into the lineup? But none other than Hooreg. That's right. Hurek Town. Who that? <laughs> Hurek. Uh, the so, two times he's the the champ, right? That's true. But now, like, actually, okay, is has that now been broken by him coming off the bench and into gameplay? Is is this possibly you know equivalent the equivalent of drinking Joe Boo's rum? <laughs> Probably. Again, a reference that some people will get and others may not. Oh, man. Well, it's we not, know what we're going to blame if we don't win stage two, right? Yeah. yeah. The So Hurek comes out as Hanzo, Haxel's on Genji, um, which actually, to, to be quite honest, I thought the Titans, whether or not they were having fun or not, actually came out with a comp that made sense mm-hmm. going against Bunker, which is what yeah. we saw from the fuel. Like, the Titans simply took their time and got through that first point, and then Haxall proceeded to have his way with the fuel um, every which way to Sunday, each and every leg. Oh, he was slicing and dicing. We talked about that play we saw on ladder with him killing like eight people straight. His uh, Genji looks crisp, and it it seems like a pretty good, you know, counter for for Bunker. Oh yeah, and uh, he like even. With the field knowing that uh, a nano boosted uh, blade was coming, they still couldn't do anything about it. Like I think, I think it was outside. He goes straight for the brig. That's the one character that could easily end yeah. his time. And Haxel's like, "Screw it! If I take the brig out first, then everyone else dies." Mm-hmm. Right? I'd like to do some foreshadowing here and uh, thank thank Dallas for uh, allowing. Um, Haxal to dust off the the dust from you know dust off his blade a bit before the other match we had. 
he was good experience. I think the Titans may have actually made Genji meta out of boredom. <laughs> like, yeah, like it, it's po- it's highly possible that you know just these these map fours are when they kind of try out different things, and you know I guess I to to their credit that you could call it just strategizing because they're also seeing quite a few weird comps in map fours, but but it's it's starting to become more common to see the Haxel Genji, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to complain. <clears throat> I enjoy it. I think I think everyone does. I mean, the fact that he comes out as Doomfist, people get excited, even though that's time of chaos. Him coming straight out as as Genji, it's fun to see. Um, you know what's not fun to see though is is Hurig uh, mistakenly on defense uh, EMP in a wall. <laughs> you know he's Are a little sure rusty. Been yeah, there, my friend. Well, it's so for those that didn't catch it it's because they didn't actually show it during the feed you had to be watching the hooreg feed but mm-hmm. he I, I don't know if he gets brigged but he, he gets pulled out of uh his invis and it's almost like he means to queue but instead he goes and uh you know teleports back and then queues so uh, you know maybe he miscued maybe he got a little excited but ultimately, that wall never felt the same the rest of the match. Yeah, that's why you have to like uh, play some sometime when you sit too long on the bench. I saw in chat it was pretty funny. Like we had the AKM blade, then we have the Nene Grav. This is now known as the Hureg EMP. Well, enough of the fact that the Titans had their way with the Dallas Fuel. The rematch against the Boston Uprising was on Sunday. That's right, Easter Sunday. And, uh, you know, Ani, you and I had a a chance to watch that at the uh, unofficial viewing party over at the uh, Railway Stage Bar and Cafe, Mm -hmm. formerly known as Railway Club. But uh, it was maybe closer than some would have expected. I think Boston did well to prep uh, for the Titans. And I had commented, you know, early on and maybe one map too early as to whether or not the fact that Boston lost map one, was that demoralizing? So for those of you who, again, somehow didn't actually get to see this, uh, the Boston uprising got some serious percentage uh, early on in uh, Li Jiang Tower, um, Titans, yeah. you know, had a, had difficulty adapting to the comp. They really stuck with goats, um, and I think Boston, from a you know perspective of of how they put together their composition, had done a really good job. Yet the Titans went and t- not only took the point back, but then you know held on to. Yeah. to the first map. And I said, Hey, isn't that demoralizing? You're like, no, no. Cause you know what? I think it was a small victory for Boston that they were able to get the percentage that they had little, yeah, as far as four uh, O's go, that felt definitely different from Dallas. Definitely better. I think we had to switch twilight to Moira. There were some adjustments there. Yeah. And you know, little did I know that Paris was coming up. Now the, the Paris map was unreal. Uh, Boston had the first attack and the Titans like they fought for the first point as if that was going to cost them the entire season. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I can't remember who it was that was casting, but they kept saying, Oh, the Titans are going to regroup here. What, what's slime doing? Why is he coming back out and contesting? Oh, maybe they're trying to get a few more seconds. And then Haxel well, shows up and then Twilight, like they were so, like, it was like QP, man. They were solo f- contesting a point. Hmm. And, and it was, uh, I think, Uber. It was, okay, UberX. So, like, Uber-X. on Paris, it was unbelievable. They kept contesting, kept contesting, which is not so good because Boston's getting alt charge out of this. Mm-hmm. And then we saw Boston try to snowball. And while the snowball itself wasn't too effective, they eventually got that, that second cap. So, okay. Now we know Titans themselves, they're going to have to come in and, and uh, be equally up to task. And we saw them try that sim strat that they had tried uh, against, uh, was it, was it Hong Zhao that they tried the sim, they did the sim strat? 
Yeah, the Baptiste Sim. I'll call it Bapsim. Bapsim, yeah. Like, <laughs> so they did that Sim strat, and uh, Boston had obviously done their homework. They knew the Titans would try to get that to out. Didn't work so well. So then the Titans, okay, now that didn't work. They tried to go to traditional goats. That strat not doing the job. So then the Titans go into some crazy monkey ball Hammond strat, yeah. like, and are able in overtime to take the first point only to see them then snowball at point B. You had bumper going in as Hammond just because he had his alt. It's interesting. Like these pushes on, on the Boston defense and they had a weird, uh, they didn't have a standard uh, bunker there. They had, Something that I labeled in my notes as Bunkrat. They had a Junkrat with the Bunker with the Bastion. So crazy, crazy amounts of damage. And I took some notes on the last minute. So last minute coming in. And Titans went GOATs because their last strategy, as you said, didn't work. There were some crazy clutch plays there. Twilight, he goes Zen. And you said, like you said, Bumper goes to Monkey. Last attack, they have two, 20 seconds to go. Salmon Sue and Bumper die. 20 seconds to go. Is it over? Probably not, because Bumper is on Hammond, and Sominsu went on Sombra. Blase bungles a tire. There was a crazy play there where he has a tire going to, towards Haxel. Haxel shields bashes like away from the tire, does this crazy 180, and the tire gets nothing. And if he had killed um, Haxel there, it was over. But then Slime ults, and he goes with Bumper across. They kind of do the wraparound uh And, and avoid that bunker set up at the top. RCK Diva Bomb actually demixed Janu. So now we have a crazy baby Janu like running around. Twilight gets a last second trance. And suddenly when I see uh, like the Nano Diva from Boston trying to kill him, guess what? Well, he gets dematrixed. Wait, didn't we have Janu outside of his mech? It was insane. So he kind of survives that. And then Color Hex kills Sombra and, uh, as an ulting Bastion, and then he demects Janu again. But wait, RCK also demect, uh, is also demect, and Aim God is killed by Bumper. What the hell is going on? And, and they can't, you know, Vancouver kills all the returning staggers, and they roll them in point B. How many it was times did to you rewatch that, that to get all those notes? I'm impressed. I, it, <laughs> I was equally surprised to see them lose that point again even in the replay honestly yeah because i watched it three times and i was still trying to figure out what happened we had three minutes in the bank after that like first push well and and it was all based on a snowball capture because there was nothing left yeah. on that on that point like it was pure overtime the titans played it as if they had to get into point b in ot it was crazy and then You have the attack phases in 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 overtime or overtime, you know, extra uh, whatever mass. And the Titans just flexed; they exerted their authority, got the single tick. That's all they ended up needing. They went with the unorthodox, crazy strat known as two two two. That's so taboo. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you know, that's just the Titans trying out the new meta that the league office is going to institute to to further tilt at Vancouver's way. They're probably beta testers. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was at that point, I remember, you know, we were chatting at the, at the watch party there and you're like, yeah, you know, Chris, that was demoralizing. And you could see <laughs> it. Like when the cameras showed the uprising, they, they were like, you could tell they were spent, they were done. They went and exerted everything that they could possibly exert. No uprising was happening for sure. Yeah, there. could not get that win because that then took us into uh, the Titans, you know, favorite map, Kings Row North. Yep. No notes there for, for me. <laughs> we can just <laughs> leave it at that. And you know what? I, we call it Kings Row North. We sort of joke around about this. It's it's not an easy map for, for the Titans. Um, but what is one of the most difficult things to do is to get that third point against the Titans. They stretch, 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 stretch. And, you know, you, you just can't get, get that final cap. I mean, we saw San Francisco try to do it and San Francisco was playing next level. And yet even they couldn't figure out how to tighten, you know, tighten the Titans. You know, it's funny. A lot of uh, analysts, they talk about how good GOATS teams, they have this uh, rotation 
you know how your uh, some of the uh, some of your um, team will engage, while uh, the rest of your team, like half of your team, will be on the back lines, and and you would rotate these three and three comps. One would be in, one would be out, and once they get a, a bit low, they would go back, and the ones who got healed now go forwards. The Titans do that even with like they they they, they also rotate, but with dead. <laughs> with dead uh, players. So imagine you lose a player and then the rest of the team kind of picks up the slack and by the time they get low, guess what? Those uh, killed off uh, opponents, usually it's 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 Bumper. He comes back and, and here's your rotation. I just think they've had so much practice doing... doing. I guess, I guess in hockey, it's called a penalty kill, right? So, hmm. so they've had so much practice with, with Bumper out um, that, that they can kind of just do that seamlessly. No. And then the final map, Watchpoint Gibraltar. So the Boston Uprising actually got the third fastest attack time on Gibraltar against the Titans. Like the comp that they ran out with gave the Titans fits. And then the Titans themselves, they come out and they proceed to go and, uh, you know, cap as well. The Uprising run out the same comp that they had so much success with. And the Titans are like, ah, screw this. We actually want to win this map. And you, you know, I think, you know, Omni, you had commented how, you know, how, how scary is it that you have Bumper standing above you and falling down onto your, you know, pirate ship bunker comp? Yeah. A nano bumper just, you just shattered that freaking bastion off of the point. Their first push was good. I I was having flashback. That comp was pre-break comp. They had the Orisa Hog and the Widow. Mm -hmm. It's pretty interesting. And the Titans but had no answer. Said. I mean, it was it was quite interesting that that it wasn't as if the Titans were taking it easy. They weren't playing a stupid, uh, you know, fun comp or anything like that. You know, you know, bumper coming out as Hanzo or or what have you. They just didn't have an answer. And it wasn't until we you know went to the uh, the extra push until Vancouver went again, exerted some authority. <laughs> Anyway, uh, normally it's this a this might be the only podcast that used the word authorita twice. Authorita, authorita, authorita. Um, yeah. As I was about to say, normally we would jump into the week that will be for the Vancouver Titans, but guess what? There isn't one by week. Wait, 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 wait! You forgot to mention something about that game. The bumper flank shatter. It actually worked this time. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's right. The bumper yeah. flank shatter on on Gibraltar. Uh, it did work. And that now means that spot is forbidden for Bumper to try, but he will the next time they play it. You know he will. They actually couldn't leave Spawn after that. They were so, so upset, I think. Well, it was over. Yeah, it, it was the Bumper flank shatter right outside of the Spawn. It, 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 whatever hope they had was shattered, and then uh, the Titans moved into Spawn, essentially. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there is no uh, Vancouver Titans this week. It is a bye week for them because of the uh, Dallas homestand. Uh, and as a result, I have absolutely no idea what the Titans are up to outside of probably getting some much needed rest relaxation uh, before getting to take Good time on. to go on a cruise, right? Well, it could be, but <laughs> I'm going on one next week just in time to miss the you know favorite team of Sam play the favorite team of Sam. Everybody playing chess, he's playing checkers. That's what happens. But you know what? Let's take a uh, quick break before getting straight into the fray. was is normally a place that we go to tell you of all the matches that uh, we thought you should watch and whether or not they were four O's, which is what it is that we seem to pick. But the one uh, match that I would like to fast forward to first was the kickoff on Friday when the New York Excelsior did not have their way with the Atlanta rain. That's right. The New York Excelsior lost 
three to one to the Atlanta rain, who for all intents and purposes sold their soul. See what That's what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, a little bit, but it was quite surprising that it landed it because you and I, Omni, we said that the Excelsior fusion match on the Thursday was the one to watch. We didn't, I think, feel that the fusion would be able to, you know, beat the Excelsior. But if there was a team that had a chance, that might've been, it, it was three, one, uh, Thursday also saw the shock roll over the defiant four. Oh, the gladiators beat the mayhem three, one. And as we already knew, the Titans beat the fuel. Um, that was a quick day as we've already discussed. And then on the Friday, the day kicks off with the Atlanta rain beating the New York Excelsior three, one, and the entire world didn't know what to do. Hmm. Some guy actually got a tattoo off of that. He bet someone on, on, I think on Reddit and he got a baby Bay tattoo to commemorate that victory. Yeah. Pretty weird. Something to remember. Questionable move. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Maybe New York kind of figured out it was the playoffs and underperformed. I'm not sure what happened. (laughs) Well, we, we need to give credit to the rain. The rain did real well at separating Mano from the rest of the Excelsior. Like I feel that whatever it was that they did strat wise, other teams should take note. But also, will the Excelsior adapt? Because Mano was dying far too often. And that one pick allowed the ring to then, you know, take it to, to New York. At one point, New York was hemmed in the spawn in King's Row. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that they cannot win without their main tank, kind of like Vancouver is able to do. Yeah, no kidding. They just was, need more practice. What was most, like... I don't know, disheartening to me. Uh, well, not disheartening. I was actually pretty happy to see NYXL lose. But it was really weird to see them constantly lose again and again, even though it was pretty darn obvious what the Atlanta were trying to do. It seemed like, okay, we kill Mono, we win. We kill Mono, we win. And, and New York couldn't adjust. Well, they sure didn't. Yeah. It was also like a beat down, not 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 a close game. No, not at all. Like it was, yeah. Like if it was like Atlanta won three two or something like that, you know, for the entire yeah. match, yeah, you could say I ah, just you know went one way, but yeah, Atlanta Atlanta had a clear shot of possibly four away in that. Like that would have been unreal. And NYXL big. don't play next week as well. It'll be interesting to see if the next who's playing them next to see if they adjust and go for the same strategy. Well, while you look that up, the remainder of Friday, you had Philadelphia Fusion 4-0 over the Houston Outlaws, the Washington Justice lost to the LA Valiant 3-1, and the Hangzhou Spark beat the Guangzhou Charge 3-2 in a bonus map. You and I, Omni, had the Fusion Outlaws match as the one to watch, and as we are apt to do, we seem to choose the 4-0s. I would have thought the Outlaws would have shown up, but obviously the Outlaws are not the team we think they are. Uh, yeah, very disappointing. They seem to like just get worse and worse for some reason, to be honest. By the way, they play the Atlanta rain again. <laughs> in week, week five. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Atlanta. I do not see you doing it again. Do they have a, uh, they do have two weeks to practice, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. That did them a lot of good last time for, for the playoffs. That's mm. true. <laughs> On Saturday, at the London Spitfire 4 over the Boston Uprising. The Shanghai Dragons beat the Florida Mayhem 3-1. The Seoul Dynasty, Sam's favorite team in the world, beat the Dallas Fuel 4-0. And the Gladiators beat the Chengdu Hunters 3-1. Chengdu disappointed me. And is Ameng mortal? Is that what we now know? Maybe. How good are the Glads, in your opinions? I'd like to say they're overperforming. But they have looked good, especially this stage. I mean, they're undefeated, so we should give them credit. And I actually, uh, uh, sort of on Twitter, uh, had uh, engaged um, uh, Kevin something or other. Can't remember his name. <laughs> I should. It's a good, good shout out, Kevin something or other. We love you, it man. Was, it was a, a Kevin for sure. Um. But while you look that up, let the record show that I did have the Glads ranked third this stage while you guys yeah. had them ranked si- eight, seven. 
Okay, fine. So you obviously know Overwatch better than us. And it's uh, Kevin Schlittenart, who is at Mm. Kevin Schlitt on Twitter, happens to be the senior editorial manager for MLG. Anyhow, he had some power rankings out. He had the Titans at the top, Shock, NYXL, followed uh, probably by the Gladiators. And I had sort of said, hey, you know, I'm somewhat curious to see the Glad still below NYXL. His response, some people are telling me I should have the Shock over the Titans. Why? Well, I think it was more him, you know, giving me the gears for me asking about the Glad being below NYXL. Now, my response is like, well, let's settle down. The Titans have beat the Shock twice, and as long as both teams are currently undefeated in this stage, the Shock need to beat the Titans before you can declare them being better when records are equal. Yeah, I mean, you could look back at stage one before the playoffs and claim, yeah, NYXL is better than the Titans, even though they didn't play, but now... That we saw a bunch of games. You cannot. They're 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 a good team, but you you can't say like they're better than Titans in any in any way. I I don't see it. I think at most you can say it's it's it, it should be a competitive game. Yeah. Oh, for sure it will be. Like, I think I think that's a fair way to put it. But but I think the same way that I was never well, as high on the shock as everybody well, else. Ha- have you seen the stage two rankings? Uh, overall, right now their map differential is twenty, and ours is sixteen. So obviously <laughs> they're better. So it, it's the same yeah, thing, right? Yeah. Like you got to win stuff. Yeah. yeah, they haven't lost the map, which is pretty cool. Well, you know, in credit to the shock, they go out there and take a map four from you, like you went and insulted all of their mothers. Like they, <laughs> it's it's that over the top the titans go out on map four and they're like is it rialto let's rialto i think it's rialto like I, let's let's play doomfist and uh genji or whatever yeah, like mystery hero. You know, it, mystery hero that's pretty much what what map four is to the titans anyhow we digress on sunday had the titans as we already talked about beating the boston uprising 4-0 shanghai dragons beat the houston outlaws 3-0 the san francisco shock beat the hangzhou spark 4-0 and atlanta rain lost to the guangzhou charge three to one because they're celebrating the fact that they beat the Excelsior and forgot they had to play on Sunday. Yeah. Let's still have that. Are the the rain, the new uprising. Mm. Uh, Mm. They lost to the Valiant the week before that. So (laughs) So there you go. Yeah. Um, We were, we had a split decision here on the UNI. I uh, had the uh, rain charge match being the one to watch. Uh, You had the shock spark match as the one to watch. And uh, ultimately, there was no match other than the Boston Uprising for Titans match to watch on the on the Sunday. So, comes <laughs> the breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, sorry. Go ahead. The Guangzhou Charge Atlanta Rain actually had that super super long uh, map. I forgot they had like seven five or something like oh, that. Gosh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They um, Hanamura. It's like the longest Hanamura ever. Um, and then they had like a a long. Um, Junkertown was Junkertown. it? I thought it was Blizzard World. Um, but yeah, they, they set the record for... Um, yeah, 7-8 on King's Row. King's Row, okay, yeah. It was like... And 7-6 before that on <laughs> Anamora. Yeah, it was it, it, unbelievably long. So, okay, you know what? That was probably the, the match to watch as a result. So, therefore, I win. Um before we talk about the week that will be, let's actually talk about the week it is, and that is the Dallas homestand. So this is where the Overwatch League is traveling to Dallas, for those of you who well, don't know. to Texas. Uh, they're going to uh, be hosted by the Dallas Fuel. Um, the reason I say hosted is that Dallas Fuel only play two matches like the other teams only play two matches. Uh, but sold out. It sold out like days after tickets went on sale. I think it's something like, uh, like 4,500 seats sold. Hmm. So it's a good size crowd considering the size of, uh, the overwatch arena. This will be a louder cloud, uh, crowd in my opinion too. Cause unlike the crowd in LA, that got their fair share of games for two years. Now these guys haven't had those yet. So they're probably hungry and a little bit loud and they'll be out there really hyped up. Yeah. But, uh, the teams that you have 
in Dallas are the Paris Eternal, the London Spitfire, Chengdu Hunters, Hangzhou Spark, Houston Outlaws, Soul Dynasty, and the LA Valiant and the Dallas Fuel. Now, there are no matches on Thursday. None on... Is it it's Saturday, Sunday? I'm looking at the, the list you have here, and it's Friday, Sunday. I think I had a mistake here. Oh, yeah. It's just the weekend. Yeah. Jeez, man. This is... What kind of podcast you're running here? Well, where I come from, originally, the weekend starts on a Friday. That's probably it. But yeah, it's my bad, my bad, my bad. It's Saturday, Sunday. So <laughs> we have to wait until the weekend before we get to watch anything. And we don't even get to watch the Vancouver Titans. Now, as far as the matches that we would recommend you do watch, and actually, let me just sort of reread who's playing who. So you've got Paris fighting or playing London on Friday, Hangzhou, Chengdu, Houston, Seoul, LA Valiant versus Dallas Fuel. All three of us say Chengdu Hunters, Hangzhou Sparks, the one to watch. I chose that because I actually think that's the one that's most even. Yes, I think you're correct. I, I are the other same thought thought process. And then on the Sunday, it mixes up a little bit. You got the Hangzhou Spark versus the Paris Eternal, the Chengdu Hunters versus the Linden Spitfire, the Seoul Dynasty versus the LA Valiant, and the Battle of Texas, the Houston Outlaws versus the Dallas Fuel. And that is the match that we feel everyone should watch. Now, the only reason I chose this one is because I felt that the crowd would be amped up. Yeah. Yep. Can't wait for like whoever wins this map to feel the false feeling of actually accomplishing something and being a good team. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I mean, first of all, like the seats sold, I think it's great news. And, yeah. and I think, I think the fans are going to have a lot of fun and hopefully, hopefully we, you know, we, like owl can put on a good show. Um, but it's super unfortunate because if you look at the, the top four teams or whatever, none of them are playing. And and it was difficult for me personally to kind of pick the the match of the day just because like honestly like do do we as Titan supporters or or supporters of of like whoever wants to be a championship care not not really um, but like regardless I think Houston Dallas is gonna have a super great great vibe so you know good on them. Yeah, and I, okay, you know what, I hadn't looked at it that way, but you're right. I mean, the homestand does have, for lack of a better description, the lower tier teams. But then mm-hmm. if you are wanting Dallas fans to be involved or inspired, they've got the teams they need, I guess. At least atmosphere-wise, it'll be a nice preview for uh, 2020 when we have the home game. Yeah, wherever they make play we don't know um before we jump into a, a move that took place the next homestand outside of dallas is going to be atlanta this is a, in july tickets are now on sale uh it's a smaller venue than the uh the allen event center it's uh the venue is very much a theater i don't know if you've seen the the layout but the if you get some of the cheap seats, you're sitting up in like the balcony, way in the nosebleeds, and you're looking towards you know your traditional theater style setup. Uh, the t- approximate 2100 seats being available is that an interesting location? Like, I'm curious what the Overwatch League thought process was on one Atlanta getting it, or or two, is that the right venue? I mean, again, it's bigger than. Overwatch Arena, so who am I to say? But tickets are still available. They're not sold out. Yeah. Well, DeFran is no longer in Atlanta, so maybe there's less demand. Is he actually time. gone from Atlanta? I thought well, he, he was he's on the video stuff. Yeah, he's on the stream team, but he's not like so, they yeah, might I roll mean, him from, out for promotion. They, I mean, they absolutely should, you know, kiss baby, sign autographs, all that jazz, right? Right. And, you know, we don't know what stage three will bring. But to your point, Sam, about the teams that will be present, um, currently the only team in the upper echelons of the Overwatch League that would be there will be the New York Excelsior. Uh, you've got the Mayhem, the Fusion, the Defiant, the Charge, the Justice, the Rain, and the Dragons. Well, Sam has the Toronto Defiant to expect to you know anticipate their games too. Yeah, they'll they'll get an extra treat because it'll be a super long game. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> get your money's worth best best the dollar per minute of action in the whole league i think 
Definitely. Well, there was one other move that took place since our last podcast episode, and that had the Washington Justice adding Sleepy, previously of the San Francisco Shock. Now, uh, it should be noted that the picture of Sleepy does look like he is sleepy. I think someone in the official Discord was asking of uh, whether or not he was happy to be there, but I think it's a stock photo and they just slap jerseys on these kids. <laughs> um, one, we don't know ultimately what that cost, but Sleepy wasn't getting into action in San Francisco and the way they're playing probably wasn't going to get in to the, uh, yeah. the main rotation. You so, might say it was getting a little sleepy. Uh, huh. Hey. But you, you now see him going to the justice. Does this make the justice better? Or is this just a matter of, you know, the justice making a move because the justice need to be making moves. I don't think you can make the justice any worse, to be honest. And I like what they're doing. They, they getting like a bunch of players, uh, who don't see playtime. And to a lot of the other scouts in the league that try to like scour contenders, tier two, tier three, whatever, remember that there's a bunch of talented players who like dry out on benches in the Overwatch League. So the best talent outside of the Overwatch League is already in the Overwatch League. They're just not getting any playing time. So it reminds me a lot of what we saw with Baby Bay uh, or with Ark. I'm happy to see him getting playtime as well. He was one of my favorite Zenyatas to watch last year. I was sad to see Vile, who's an incredible Zenyatta, but yeah, it'll be cool to see him play. Yeah, and I, you know, it is interesting to note as well that the Justice have made two moves as of late, acquiring Ark and Sleepy, both being support players. So, backcourt. you know, it's, is that an identification for them that there's the weakness is, is in the back? Or, you know, might it be you know, more appropriately up front. Like I, I feel that their tank line isn't so, so strong, but again, I think I the know? Justins are actually, and, and I'm trying not to hear the meme. I think when they started, they were actually not owl level. And, and I mean this with, with sincerity and not as a joke. I mean, they've been picking up backups of other owl teams and those guys are now starting, Right. And there's nothing against Ark, nothing against Sleepy. I think those guys are, are decent players. It's just they they aren't competitive right now. And and we can actually go down the line. Like I, I remember, you know, really, really optimistic uh Justice fans at the beginning of the season talking about Guido. Guido? Guido? Guido. And and guess who's Sleepy replacing now, right? Mm-hmm. Um is they they the way their whole, you know roster was constructed it was based off like backups and hand-me-downs it very much felt like and and again i don't want to disrespect the players or you know they're all good players on their own just in terms of owl level teams they were they were excess parts um and they've built a team around that and and this is the result and so apologies to to justice fans it's just it's just reality well wizard young was expensive i guess yeah it took up their whole budget at least they're not alone down there. They have the Florida Mayhem to comfort them. Ooh, those guys might even be worse. At least the yeah. Justice just scouted poorly. Like, ugh. <laughs> well, as we start to wrap our episode up, I do want to give a shout out to a bloody polar bear. Not a bloody polar bear, but bloody polar bear from the official Discord. Uh, he or she, which I'm actually not entirely sure, will be on the ground in Dallas and uh, has offered to get us some coverage. So I wanted to give a shout out to Bloody Polar Bear for doing that for us. As to what that might be, a little bit unsure. We're going to try to get some audio, get some conversation, um, at least uh, some pictures and quite possibly sort of a recap of the event. So look for more of that content here at Ready, Set, Pwn, either through the podcast or at readysetpwn.com. As far as content on the blog is concerned, Fiandor's, uh Post games are obviously a treat. It's what Sam reads each and every week to prep before a podcast episode. So if you want to sound smart like Sam, read Fiandor's work. And then we have <laughs> Rowlett, uh, who is doing the deep dive into the analysis of uh, the Overwatch League. Uh, each week he is publishing the uh, Why the Titans Will Win, a map analysis. Uh, I would imagine he might actually share something why the Titans might lose should the data support that, but it just has yet to do that. And we also have uh, this new segment called uh, A Game of Throws, 
where he's actually been picking apart so far the Houston outlaws, but uh, it's primarily based on the fact that you continue to see teams try to match the Titans in a goats meta and simply focus on goats as being the solution, as opposed to the meta that would be most appropriate for the situation based on the makeup of the team and all the data that supports it. So again, some really good reads. Uh, if you haven't been visiting readysetpone.com already, but uh, Sam Omni, any final thoughts or words of wisdom that you want to share with our thousands and thousands of RSP listeners? Just to follow up on that game of throws or like going uh, goats against Vancouver. If you're up against the best boxer in the world, a good advice would be not box and maybe, maybe try a kick or two. I don't know. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jump in that boxing ring, go MMA. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only chance you've got really. Sam. Last words are gotta go. It's Dame time. <laughs> Dame time. Did you just say Dame time? It's a basketball reference, isn't it? Oh my God. Did he get that game winner? Holy. So should you be saying spoiler alert? Like, could it be that there's people that don't watch basketball and might like somehow follow up with it the day after? I mean, I don't know. It's dead to me. (laughs) We'll just stop. Anyhow. um, If you're looking for any of us online, I am Chris at light force. Omni is at Omni strife. Sam is at another Sam Chan. We're all over the Twitters. If ready set pwn is what you want to follow. We're at ready set pwn and the website is ready set pwn.com. Uh, Facebook is ready set pwn. If you go to facebook.com slash ready set pwn. I mean, again, it's RSP every which way to Sunday. We haven't had any reviews as of late. No one's jumped into our mailbox. So please drop us a review on whatever your favorite uh, podcast platform happens to be. We'll read it verbatim. It's about the only way you're ever going to get me to say the words. I love basketball. And uh, as far as emailing us, it's feedback at readysetpone.com. The last thing I'm going to ask for you to do, if you haven't done so already is tell all your friends and family about the podcast, get them to tune in, to subscribe, to listen, if only to pick on Sam, because that's what Omni and I do each and every week that he's not here. Yeah, I make my wife listen every week. Well, I I don't think you make her. I'm pretty sure she wants to. Maybe. I'm not sure. Anywho. <laughs> on behalf of Omni, Sam, myself, Chris, I'm going to sign off with the two words. I sign off with every episode, and that is Hatchrays. Thank you.